Mark let's just watch it. a little bit of it. All right. I remember watching this. I saw this. You got to remember, I don't know this song at all. So oh, I'm now wow. getting filled filled up to the brim. I remember I'm getting this. cream pied with this song. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to go the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until, until now. now Ooh, i like it and uh i am here as usual with seth how are you seth i'm doing very good and we don't often say that uh that that, that the purpose of this podcast is to come on here and take joy in other people's misfortune because the guy who made this, or didn't make this song, who derived this song and then gave us the product that we're going over today, probably made a few bucks on it. But <clears throat> I think that 20 years on, most of us look at this song and look back and laugh. And uh, are, we taking, are, are we taking pleasure in, what we, in the perceived misfortunes? Do, do, do the Germans have a word for this? <laughs> I don't know. Almost 25 years now. But our guest might. Yeah, our first guest. And of course, there's only one natural person to bestow such an honor on them and that is uh lee from uh lee brunchner from the no nonsense trivia podcast how are you lee i'm doing well thanks for having me guys thank you <clears throat> thank you it is it is our honor um i've mentioned a couple times before at this point uh other podcasts that i do i co-host on uh with lee it's about trivia it's a fun time uh if you're here there's a good possibility you're here because you listen to that uh, if you stumbled upon uh, this podcast some other way, you should definitely go check that out. Um, whoa. Whoa. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay, Seth, go ahead. Seth is hitting old man age where oh. he just like randomly does stuff without He's... realizing that there might be. Martha, what does this do? I thought it was a juicer. <laughs> might be some kind of like, you know, some yin to that yang. I put my cockies in it. Um <laughs> So uh, yeah, we we uh, we had talked initially about wanting to have guests. We uh, we basically put a bunch of recordings together, about nine or ten, just kind of loaded them up, and then we realized it was time to get some uh, some people on. Lee, you're a lover of music. Oh yeah. yeah, lover of lyrics. I love classics. I love new music. I I love music as an art form. I think it's like basically the most like pure human language that there is. Like if you can't speak any you know, particular verbal language. Most cultures can come together around music. Check that poetry, Lee. Yeah, yeah music is uh, music is your love language, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that you're a fan of, of rap and hip-hop. Mm -hmm. um, we have talked many times about Aesop Rock and yeah. other lyricists. Um, and uh, and you, you picked a special one today. Oh, yeah. And I, I'll let you go ahead and say it. Come with me. <laughs> By Puff Daddy, yes. featuring Jimmy Page. I think, Mark, that it was kismet that this song was to be inflicted upon us. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really was. From the, the 1998, universe chose it. Yeah, from the, the 1998 Godzilla soundtrack. Um, uh, where do we even start with this? Um, the first thing that people will notice is that it is a recreation of the song Cashmere mm -hmm. by Led Zeppelin. Right. Yeah, and that was that was selected by Puff Daddy. Um, he knew that he wanted to collaborate with Jimmy Page on a song. And is, is that how he came to that conclusion? Yeah, I don't He's know. Like, if... I want... He didn't say, 
oh shit, that song made a lot of money. Maybe I can make a lot of money with it too. I don't know. I, I think it was. I think it was more pure than that. I think he like. Do you? Uh, somehow they they got in the same circle, and Puff Daddy had this idea with uh, Cashmere in mind, and he was like, "I need I need some raps to go over this and to do a collaboration with him." And Jimmy Page was receptive as well. So um, what ended up happening was Puff Daddy had just met this guy Mark Curry, who he had brought in to the Bad Boy family. He was like, um, somebody had showed him some of his bars and was like. You should come on tour with me. Be my hype man. Come with me. Come with me. I'll bring you in. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. So Mark Curry went on tour with uh, Puff Daddy, um, and did the hype man thing, but was getting paid in meals, not paid in in cash. You know how that goes. Mm, it's like an intern. So or something. yeah. So they let they let Mark Curry and the other guy that uh, he had brought on as like another like crew member. Um, they had let them sell their VIP tickets, scalping them outside the shows. So they made like five grand on a couple stops doing that. And then Puff Daddy was like, you can't do that anymore. Because security was like, what are all these random people doing back here? You know, they all have these VIP passes. It's crazy. There's some guy named Bobo Mm -hmm. back here with a VIP ticket. Says he knows Mark. He smells like soup. Yeah. So Curry was like, this isn't working. And Diddy was like, well, I'll tell you what, like, I got this... Godzilla soundtrack song. I'm trying to write these lyrics to Cashmere. Nothing's working. Why don't you take that? You take that song and I'll, I'll take care of you. And Curry had had some like trouble with the law back in LA. And uh, Puff Daddy was like, I'm going to take care of you. So Curry was feeling like, I'm going to go with Puff Daddy. I'm going to come with him and mm-hmm. get my life sorted out. And I'm going to write the song for the Godzilla soundtrack. And so he... Not, not, he's not... J- write the lyrics. Write the lyrics. Yes. Yeah. Not the song, because the song technically... The music's written. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, the song, I'm, I'm referring to it as the song as the whole, the, right, new, right. the new product. That I do writing. realize that. I just want to yeah. make sure that, sure that our audience knows that mm-hmm. Puff Daddy nor Mark Curry had anything to do with the melody or structure of this song. Well, yeah. And so real quick, I guess this is an important time to kind of interject and say the song was recreated. It was not sampled. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and to me, one of the funny things is, and I mean, I someone is better than no one, but the funny thing to me here is that they're sampling a Led Zeppelin song that is decidedly not a guitar song. <laughs> like, yeah, Jimmy Page and his involvement as far as writing Cashmere, he is one of the head writers. But as far as like an instrument you need for Cashmere... The, it's not a guitar. It's not like Stairway to Heaven. It's a fifty-piece you know I mean? yeah. symphony. It's, yeah, yeah. It's like the strings are the thing, right? And you're not, you know, you're not sampling the the original. So it's like basically just get up there and go, dan 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 over and over again. Please, yeah, it's a riff. Three, yeah. four. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like something easily sampleable. Right, exactly. They yeah. could have just sampled the song. It's, he's not. He's not. You know, sampling Clyde Stubblefield. It's not a drum break. Right. 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 Yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was there was some kind of need for the Godzilla soundtrack for him to have like a huge hit, and rap rock was big at the time. So I think the label too thought like this is a natural collaboration if here. Durst can do it exactly, and, and I think we're all <laughs> exactly. in agreement that Cashmere is a great fucking it. song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's no yeah. come with. I mean, me, I I love. It. I mean, I'm also a big fan of three over three four over four four, mm-hmm. which this song has in spades, and um, you know I like the orchestral thing on it and everything. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a good like the thing about this song is when I first started listening to it, the intensity of it, Puff Daddy's intensity on it, I really like. The lyrics <laughs> are a whole It's what we're yeah, here for a whole Mark. other story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So his first few versions were actually rejected. This is not the first version of, of these oh, lyrics. Can, can we go back to one sure. thing? And and uh, are we going to round out Mark Curry's involvement in this thing? I mean, is that gonna is that gonna is is that gonna reveal itself over the course of this podcast, or is that just the story right there with this Mark Curry guy? No, and no, I would that's also not the like story. to point out yeah. that we're talking about a guy named Mark Curry, not Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. No, no, no. Okay, no. Wanted, and when yeah. I saw his name on the writing credits, I did a backflip inside because I thought it well, might be the Mr. Right. Cooper Mark was, Curry. That would have been like, amazing. Wow. But no, this is uh, Mark Curry, whose big moment in music came on the. Uh, besides this came on the song bad boys for life he was featured oh. on that but he okay. never had an album of his own he never came out with an album i, I of his like own. that song mark curry he grew up in atlanta with uh t-boz and outcast he was he went to the same high school as them apparently okay. and so is that's it, was, is he dungeon family i don't think so you don't know? i don't, I don't think know. so no i think he was kind of uh laboring in obscurity totally and he's but dungeon some, family named, adjacent maybe. i don't know right. d fresh somebody and a rapper from atlanta named d fresh is who introduced his music to diddy Okay. okay. So, um, but yeah, so he was having some trouble with it. And then Diddy was like, come on the tour with me, get a feel for who come I am. You know, come with me on tour. And so, if when, you want to live, <laughs> once he, once he, uh, make a couple of bucks. Once he got a feel for his style, he came up with this, this song, Come With Me, okay. um, which is, you know, we'll, we'll go over the lyrics in just a moment. But the, the yeah. song was written at the Oakwood Apartments in North Hollywood. And this is from, this is a quote from, uh, uh, Mark Curry's book, Dealing with, Dancing with the Devil, which is about Puff Daddy. Okay. Mm. The deadlock quote, the deadline for the song was breathing down my neck. I asked for a clip of the scene where the song would be spliced in and watched it repeatedly. Then I thought about all those people running from the big celluloid green monster named Godzilla who had scared the hell out of me as a kid. And I thought about the heroes who always took him and other monsters out. I remember Puff's onstage mannerisms and how he moved, walked, and talked in private. All of a sudden, the lyrics started pouring out of my pen. Mm. By the next morning, I had written a song called Come With Me, a song where the protagonist warns his enemies that he will end their lives if they mess with him, and a song that tells the people to follow me if they want to survive. So basically what you're saying. Come with me if you want to live. Puff loved it. (laughs) And he also laid down a guide vocal that Puff would rap over, and he he did say in the book um, he felt like Puff Daddy was basically ripping him off like in the music video. He's like, those are my moves. You know, and uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, the label executives that were checking in on the song were like, "We we think we might want to have Mark Curry do it, not Puff Daddy." Now, I don't know if that's Ooh, true that's, or not, but that's that was in the book. To Mark Curry. That was yeah, in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he became after that Diddy's like. Oh, and by the way, I wrote "Stairway bit. to Heaven." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, "Dancing with the Devil" is basically about him and other bad boy members and how uh, Puff Daddy would like you know invite himself onto their tracks and feature himself and then take a huge share of the <laughs> You know what this song you know, needs is me. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not Diddy. So Come With Me, it was their uh, their first collaboration. It has Jimmy Page playing gu- guitars. It was, uh, and uh, Tom Morello as well is on this playing guitar. He's producing it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's playing bass. Oh, uh, as well as 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 well as guitar, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was recorded in several studios across the world. Jimmy Page was in London. Uh Puff Daddy was in L.A. So there's lots of people to blame for this. Yes. Yeah. This is a group project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song was also uh, used to, uh, as uh, Derek Jeter's walk-up song. <laughs> and as a, as, a, as a Boston Red Sox fan, uh, nothing makes me hate the song even more <laughs> than, than knowing that Derek Jeter fucking used this I'm song. I'm so glad you dragged sports into this. <clears throat> you know, I had to. Of course, man. I, I, I don't like this song at all. 
I mean, this uh, what they did with Cashmere, I should say. Uh, the song reached number one in Iceland, number two in the United Kingdom, number three in New Zealand, and number four in the United States, thank Christ. Um, the music video is absolutely terrible. Uh, Jimmy Page, who I think you said looks like a bird that ran into a window. <laughs> it, did, it, looked, it looks just like the face that ran into a window. And we saw a live... A sliding glass door. For whatever reason, we... we put ourselves through a live version of this also. Well, it's a rare to get them together, Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page. Yeah. Even for the music video. They yeah, but together. he was, uh, uh, P. Diddy, I mean, not P. Diddy, but uh, Jimmy Page was basically on the Times time Square screen the whole way through the video, so you know he wasn't there for production. Yeah, they just like filmed him oh, with yeah. a tripod. Yeah. They were like, we'll, we'll put this in the video somehow. Jimmy. He's like, I'm going to give you one shot of me playing through this song, and then you take that video and do what you want with it, and then I'm out of here. It's all. CGI, what's that? <laughs> All right, I think we got plenty of background. Uh, mm. I think it's time to start getting into... Uh, that was background, in it? <laughs> into these lyrics. Do you want to give us a little rundown of what you dislike about the lyrics right off, or should we just get right into it? I feel like there's a couple conflicting uh, messages going on here. You're kidding. Um, it's it's a bit schizophrenic. So that's my okay. pr- my primary complaint with it, <laughs> I th- is I, it's I, not obvious uh, if... It's so funny you say yeah. that. I thought I thought it was a tad bipolar. Right. I yeah. Want, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. It, it okay. swings. Mm-hmm. It does. Yep. All right. Uh huh, yeah. 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 Yeah. So, so far, it seems pretty straight ahead. Yeah. And that's a f- pretty iconic intro to the song. If you hear that and you've heard that song before, you know exactly what the message is clear. Like, this has come with me. It is Puff Daddy's signature. Uh huh. This is a lot yeah. of agreement. Uh huh, yeah. Uh huh, yeah. Right. Uh huh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's agreeing with the beat. He's feeling himself. He's getting into time. It's hype time. Hear my cries. Mm. Hear my call. Lend me your ears. See my fall. Mm-hmm. See my error. Know my faults. Time halts. See my loss. Yeah. That's um. That's that's a lot to take in for, <laughs> for yeah. the first chunk. What I get from that is he's in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Puff Daddy's in a bad place. And uh, he's made a mistake. You know, see my fall. Like, see my error. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I went through the drive through backwards. <laughs> and time is, uh, time itself stands still. Yeah, time you know? stands still. Time like, halts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and see my loss. Mm-hmm. No, I'm lacking. Backtracking. Where I met you, pistol packing. I would say that every line before pistol packing is antithetical to rap lyrics. In what way? In that most ninety percent of rap lyrics that you hear out there, the vast majority are, "Look at me, I'm awesome, I'm bad as hell. Everybody wants to be me. Everybody wants to, you know, be around me. Women want me. Look how awesome I am." And then, whoop! There's the gun. That's the, the the braggadocio style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a bit of that in one week. You guys pointed out. There yeah. Was some yeah, bragging yeah, but going that's, on. Is that really hip hop though? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's rapping. He's rapping. Yeah, he he, is it's rapping. not hip hop, but yeah. it is rap. And I would say that this is. And a... he was clearly inspired by that. Like that's where the braggadocio yes. in that song well, yeah, comes from. Yeah, yeah. Is like listening to braggadocio rap. I'm so awesome. Right. And you know, uh, in a weird way, this reminds me a lot of um, you know some uh, some notorious B.I.G. stuff. Where he kind of lets oh. the guard down, and and you know, there's the one saw the one famous track where uh, Puff Daddy's trying to call, where he calls Puff Daddy, yes, which, and he's like, like just talking about on. how depressed he is and how sad he is, oh. 
and all this stuff. And then you hear him shoot himself and Puff Daddy's like, big, mm-hmm. big. You know, it's kind of like this opening up of like, uh, you know, Puff Saddy, if you will. Yeah, Puff Saddy. Puff Saddy. Like what we're seeing here is Puff Saddy. Uh-huh. He's he's and a it, sad man. You're right, Seth. It is opposite of it the is. typical. It's, yeah, it's not normal. It's but, but I mean, but the hype that precedes it, the typical bad boy, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh you're here to dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but Mark Curry's going to bring us all down. But but then he does say pistol packing. Yeah, and that's you know? that's where I say yeah. uh, up until that lyric, all of a sudden, hey, so, here we go. Yeah, this is him going back in time. This is him saying, like, you and I came up together, it seems to me, pistol packing, itchy finger, trigger happy. Mm-hmm. Like back where I met you, back when you know, back before all the glitz and glamour, he is known for saying more money, more problems. Right. He's telling you know, it seems like the beginning of the song. He's kind of talking about the problems that came with the money, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's saying you know, backtracking where I met you, pistol packing, itchy finger, trigger happy, try to trap me, mm-hmm. bad rap. I don't think he means like rapping, but like, like got a bad rap, bad yeah, rapport, bad, yeah. bad reputation. Bad rep- yeah, bad reputation. Wiretap me. Backstab me. Break the faith. Fall from grace. Tell me lies. Time flies. Close your eyes. Come with me. Yes, this is a story of surveillance and betrayal. This sounds like the wire. Mm-hmm. Wiretap <laughs> me. Backstab me. And when you see his faults... Time halts when you tell him lies. Time flies. Oh, okay. So Diddy is giving a lot of powerful information about the space-time continuum here. You can control uh. a lot by whether you're telling Diddy the truth <laughs> Deepak or Diddy. lying him, lying to him. You know, time will halt or time will fly, depending on how you're uh, Sean Chopra being Combs. honest. <laughs> you're basically hero from heroes. You're, yeah. You're controlling time and space. You can bend it at will. And Diddy's giving you the rules. Now, um, do you think he is literally meaning wiretap me? Are you thinking that these are things that actually happened? Or are you thinking that he's like laying the ground rules? Um, I think that I, I took this to be things that actually happened. Okay. I don't think this is a directive to wiretap me. I think he's talking about like, this is somebody who's been on his peripheral and he's heard rumors. Puff Daddy has heard rumors about, you know, things being said or, you know, You've heard what I know, you know, but he's basically telling uh, his enemy, like, I know that you know, and I know that you know that I know. <laughs> now, when he says, close your eyes, come with me, come with me, yeah, come with mm-hmm. me, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. This is coming on the heels of the tell me lies, time flies, close your eyes. Right. So this is exactly where I think the discordance comes in. Tell me sweet Because the chorus doesn't match the verses, in my opinion. Come with me. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe it's like an ultimatum thing. Like, the verses are if things go bad. You know, if you try to go against me. And then the chorus is, you should just come with me if, if you want to be safe. So maybe it's to the same speaker, but I feel like he's almost speaking to two different groups here. He is. You know? He is. It's yeah. two different messages, totally. Yeah. Chorus is one thing, verses are another. Come with me made me think that he was going to bring you somewhere and kill you. <laughs> I okay. mean, I guess just because it's coming on the, the, the heels of... Um, of him saying all that bad stuff, but I mean, right. it's like break the faith, fall from grace, tell me lies, time flies, close your eyes, come with me, and then he's gonna murk you somewhere and like right. dump your body in the river. Like come with me, but first give me your wallet, passport, and shoes. That's certainly what it could mean. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you it know. could be interpreted that way. I don't, I don't blame you for interpreting it that way. Yeah. There's a lot of criminal shit being referred mm-hmm. to in this song. Um, you said to trust you, you'd never hurt me. Now I'm disgusted. Since then, adjusted. He went to the chiropractor. I don't know what. <laughs> what's going on? I'm lost. Well, li- lies are being told to Diddy, so time is oh. flying. It's moving very fast for him right now. We're going through because yes. you said to trust you, you'd never hurt me. Now I'm disgusted. So he's like, it's like Space Mountain. It's going so over, fast. He's getting older. Yep. Getting some indigestion. Who is the one that adjusted? Was it the person that is lying, or is it is it him? I think it's him. Like I was disgusted, but now I'm cool. Okay. And I've got my wits Since about me. Adjusted. Been adjusted. Yeah. Certainly, you fooled me. Ridiculed me. Left me hanging. Now shit is boomeranging. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, mm. one of my biggest problems <laughs> with a song just in general, even if it does make sense, is that this sound this reads like fifth grade poetry. Yes. Hanging, boomeranging. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's just like, you know, it's a bad even run. like now I'm disgusted, since then adjusted. Like it's just really trite. It's like something you would write to someone that you broke up with. That's a good word to describe it. Or, or the first annoyingly overused, mm-hmm. and the first rhyme that yes. comes to mind. It's yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought no you editing. Were, I thought you were cool, but you're a fool. Like mm-hmm. I can. I feel like now I'm going to sit on a stool. I feel like my pen yeah. also would not stop because it's like <laughs> the words just came right out of me. <laughs> right, I love exactly. myself. You put me on a shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like they're like bush lyrics. Um, right back at you. Think long range, narrow minded, left me blinded. Mm-hmm. Okay, I co-signed it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, shit backfired. Mark so Mark, so Mark Curry wanted to buy a Jeep. Right? <laughs> Can you please, uh, Diddy? I I need somebody to co-sign on this one. So no, write some lyrics for a song. <laughs> then I'll think about co-signing. Then we'll talk, mm-hmm. and then you can write a book about it. Right, yeah. Which we'd never heard of before we started. <laughs> no, thank you, Lee. Um, yeah. So, fooled me, ridiculed me, left me hanging. It's feeling tricked, embarrassed, and ghosted. Mm-hmm. Now shit's boomeranging right back at you. Think long range. This is a very important line, I think, for this song. Oh, think yes. long range because oh. to me, this says it's coming right at you when no. you least expect it. It's long range. P Diddy's playing chess. You he know, is this long range thinking? Um, narrow-minded, left me blinded, I co-signed it, shit backfired. That section, I think, is just him admitting, like, that he has some amount of culpability for being duped. Like, I trusted you, and you backstabbed me, you know. Fool me once, shame on you, yeah, fool me right. twice. There is, there is no lack of self-consciousness in this song. Mm-hmm. I will say that, which is, once again, really odd for a hip-hop, a hip-hop song. Yeah. For a rap song. But I'm bouncing back, I grinded. Not many would bear the pressure. You comprehend me. You want to end me. You offend me. It's drama. Feel the trauma. Come with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taking it into the come with me part. It, so he's on the other end of the uh, of the Machiavelli. He's the one being fooled. You know. He's he's the other end of it. Uh, you offend. Not many would bear the. You comprehend me. Yeah. You want to end. To me. say to say someone wants to kill you and you say that offends me. It's like <laughs> such a such a a, a low 
Like, yeah, it's like a lighthearted way to of putting kill it. Me? It's That's like, a bummer. I want to kill you. Oh, you stop. <laughs> I mean, wow. I take offense to that. Wow, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's really kind of rude. You silly you. Especially someone who's, like, talking about, like, you know, grinding and da-da-da-da-da and, like, itchy finger, da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, hey, what's... Dare you, challenge me to a duel? <laughs> you comprehend me? <laughs> I don't know that, like, it, that seems like uh, a thesaurus word where someone was like, I want to, like, look up like someone knows me. And they like look up no in the thesaurus, and it's like comprehend, and they're oh, like close enough. I feel like it's it's like him saying in a very like kind of clunky way. You see what I'm saying? Know what I mean? You comprehend oh, me? Okay. Know what I mean, Vern? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not many would bear the pressure. You understand? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. He's gotten over it, but he's been working. So this is like yeah, I'm working this is, on myself. Mm-hmm. This is like the Thug Notes way of saying, you "Know what I'm saying?" I grinded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you comprehend me. Thug comprehend therapy. Me? Well, in the lyrics, there's no question mark. I, That's true. So it, I'm I'm curious to know. I wish we had Puff Daddy right here. Well, to ask him. Mark Curry was a known hater of punctuation. We gotta get try and get Mark Curry on the phone. You comprehend me. You want to end me. You offend me. It's drama. Feel the trauma. Hmm. Come with me. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Come with me. Don't, Don't be, be afraid. afraid. Yeah. Come with me. So he knows he's being threatened, and he invites it. Yeah. You know? I, I, Bring it on. And he tells them, Don't be afraid. I just can't help but feel like this is uh, the carrot underneath a giant box with a little stick <laughs> and a rope. Like, And he's like, yeah, come with me. Don't be afraid. If if your interpretation of come with me is is correct, then that's exactly what it is. But if it's if it's like a savior thing and he does he does, uh, you know, we won't talk about the music video, but. Oh, we can. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get get there. We're not to that part of the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're at another very, very terrible part now. Oh, yeah. So we are at that part. So so right now he's he's blasting off in the music video in a in a Willy Wonka style elevator, (laughs) except there's no Charlie. It's just him. No, it's just him. There's no chocolate. Mm -hmm. And he's looking up at the camera, which is above the elevator. And he he crashes through the uh, the ceiling of the building, the roof. And he changes from a black tank top into a white suit. Magically, he just flips. And then there are John Woo style doves. And then he begins a descent back to New York City, where Godzilla is wreaking havoc. And the "Don't be afraid, come with me" mixed with the white suit, I'm getting a Jesus vibe. I'm getting like a oh, savior vibe. Absolutely, you know? there's definitely a religious vibe to mm-hmm. this. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder. Don't be afraid. <sighs> yeah. I well. I I mean. I was wondering if maybe that was Jesus or God talking to him. Don't be afraid. Come with. Come with me. Come to the white light. Yeah. Come. As if just... if uh, Joan Osborne ghost wrote this song, then I'd, <laughs> I'd definitely be on board. with What that. if Puff was one of us? Yeah. Now this next part, I can't wait to put some this is... some stuff in in post because I had notes. This is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, I close my eyes. <laughs> Forever. And I see. I love that song. That is a good song. You standing there. I close my eyes and I see you standing there. So I guess in his mind's eye, I've seen unless he can see through things his, you people wouldn't believe, unless he can see through his eyelids, I cry tears of sorrow. <laughs> I die. He's gone. No. Do you know what this is? What? Do you know what this is? Mm-mm. This tells me that P Diddy 
is a Rutger Hauer fan. Oh, Tears it, in the Rain. It's the Tears in the Rain. It's I've watched sea beams <laughs> glitter off the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like Tears in the Rain. Time oh. to die. That's what he reminded yeah, me of, Yeah, this man. is the Blade Runner moment of the this song. This is the Blade Runner. Yes, it is. It totally For sure. is. Except it's sung like, uh, it sounds like when a rapper tries to sing. eyes and I see <laughs> you standing there in the Tannhauser Gate. Yeah. <laughs> I cry tears oh. of sorrow. Oh, it's so bad. It's- it's I one of the worst. Mark, it's one of the worst things we've gone through on this podcast yet. It really is. It was is. painful. Each time it was like a root canal. It was just very, very bad. And If I, you want to get the badness of the song, this is the only section you need to listen to. Right. This is the shit this is, mark. This yeah. is where the skid stain This stops. is the yes. sludge at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. It starts pumping, pumping back up. And so does Diddy in the music video. He's oh, pumping those arms. Train, yeah. He's pumping those arms up he, and he down. He that meatball. Da, da, dun, dun, da, 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 He's like a baby da, da, in a high dun, chair. Da, 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 pumping those arms yep. up and down. Uh-huh. Let's yeah. see where the hell we get. Now, this is where he is very angry. Yep. Fuck my enemies. Fuck my foes. And it does, we should mention, that in the music video, whenever he says fuck, it does give a Godzilla <laughs> scream. Yes. Damn these hoes, you're stepping on my toes. He went back to hip-hop there for a second with the damn these hoes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I gotta hate hoes, at least for a minute. Back up off me. Take your hands off me. Get your hands off me! Give me room to breathe. I'm not hearing it. I'm not fearing it. Eighth grade. I'm up to my ears in it. What is it? I don't know. It's, it's, it's where the shit. song falls apart. <laughs> it's where the song falls apart is what it is. Here's some Godzilla shit. That's what it is. Well, you know, I will say this. Uh, at this point in the song, if there was any part where he was just going to be screaming nonsense, especially the live version we saw, he is stomping around. Mm-hmm. He is spinning around very fast like he is a human helicopter man. Mm-hmm. Right. We did think a couple times he was going to fly away. <laughs> yeah. We were a little bit worried. He already flew out of the elevator. Would he do it twice? He's stomping a little bit like he's um, he's in the never-ending story in the quickstand. <laughs> like he's trying to... <clears throat> yeah. Attacks! Like he has very, very heavy boots on. <laughs> Don't right. give in! Um, and he's he's clearly He's angry. letting the sadness of the swamp overtake him. Yeah, he did. absolutely. He totally yeah. Did. Puff Sadie. Absolutely, he is, he is he is peak Puff Sadie here. Yep. Yeah, he, did he find Morlock though, or Morlock? Um, so I I don't understand. It seems like this is misplaced aggression. It seems like most of the song he's talking about a person or a specific person from back in back in the day, and now he's just like, "Fuck my enemies, fuck my foes," which of course because you know, no no love for mm-hmm. them. Then all of a sudden, it's damn these hoes. No love so, for them either. I don't think I don't. I think he's calling his enemies and his foes hoes because he says, "Damn these hoes." Well, like okay. my enemies and my foes. Damn these hoes. You're giving Pit Diddy more. And credit then than you're I stepping would, on my yeah. toes. It does call to mind like being in a club and p- too many people are around you. You know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, take your hands off me. Give me room to breathe. I mean, this whole song could be about a female. We're kind of automatically imagining that it's. You know, some male presence because they're talking about the itchy finger and stuff. But, um, you know, it seems like, yeah, he's kind of getting claustrophobic, you know, uh, in a in a 
in Give a room literal and a in a figurative sense, uh, with just people being around and more money, more problems. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know I keep bringing that up, but I mean this seems to be kind of like an isolated, you know, microcosm of the more money, more problems situation where it's like you've got all eyes on you to borrow from Tupac mm-hmm. and the real Machiavelli. Yes. The the real Machiavelli. Machiavelli. The, Not this phony The guy who I don't stuff. think ever wrote a bad lyric in his life. I'm saying that. And then somebody's going to send something in. Please do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. if you guys do a Tupac. That should be your last episode. Oh, uh, <laughs> there, there are Tupac songs. I, the one I'll just digress real quick for a minute. The one thing that I like more about, um, about Puff De- or that I like more about Notorious B.I.G. over Tupac is, Tupac was so shitty to women for I mean people always quickly cite like um Baby Dollar You Down, I get around. Yeah, people always uh always cite Dear Mama, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Or, and the or line Brenda's where he's got a brand new brand new baby, you know. And and he always re, you know, talk they always recite the line like why we hate our women, you know, why and talking about how like we should be like lifting our women up, but it's like he how many times was he arrested for like being just a complete piece of shit to like different women in his life and that enough for me is is just enough to edge notorious big not edge him like you know jerk him off <laughs> but <laughs> no i understand what you're saying. a little bit i understand what you're there yet, i mean I, I love i love tubac and everything don't get me wrong but um N- not in that way um but <laughs> like yeah that. i mean yeah definitely not a a, a, pract- a practitioner of practice what you preach um there's no doubt about it yeah he went to jail so many times for you know hitting women and well, yeah, yeah. He's very... Funny thing about Tupac always that I, that people pointed out was he never was arrested until he got famous. You know, but once again, I digress. Yeah. Like you, let's go back to to these. Well, Puff uh, Daddy's beautiful... just damning these hoes. I mean, he yes. is, or maybe that's even worse. Mark Curry is Eter- damning these eternal hoes. damnation. It's pretty bad. I'm not hearing it. I'm not fearing it. I don't know what it is. Uh, uh, I'm up to my ears in it. Bullshit. I'm destructive. I don't really know what that. It, it sounds like when someone just uses a cuss word wrong, uh, but bullshit. I'm destructive. And the way he comes in with it, he's I, like I, bullshit. Can I, I'm destructive. You know, it's like it's like he's like negating something. I think he's. I think what he did here is extended the lyric past the end of the bar. I'm up to my ears in it. Bullshit. Like mm-hmm. that's what he's up to his ears in. That could be. It oh, could be. Okay. There's a possibility that that I'm not be hearing it. bullshit. I'm not fearing bullshit. I'm up to my ears in it. Bullshit. Uh, oh, what's what's it? Destroyed. It's bullshit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. That makes Thank sense. Thank you, Seth. Wow. Really, One time I had a, a little bit of insight. Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and pretend like I know Mark Curry. Oh, Mark Curry's going to be like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that that Thank Seth you. guy, me yes. and him need to have lunch. Uh, I'm destructive. Some women find that seductive. Uh, yeah, well, problematic. That is <laughs> a little, just a little. That is a very problematic statement mm-hmm. in a in a couple different ways. Yeah, well, he's saying he doesn't really mind that he's destructive, and it, one of the reasons that he doesn't mind is because some women like it. Oh, the ladies are these love the it. same hoes that he was just saying? Uh, damn these damn hoes! These I don't think so. Again, I, I don't think I think he was talking about his enemies and foes, which could be women. There could be women in that, but I think he was talking generally about that. I I, I feel like in rap music, hoes always is almost a. Well, Mark, a switch out for for women in general. You would know from fucking with Dre Day though. Sometimes you know there's some homophobia. You could label oh, well, somebody sure. you know as a hoe that might not be a woman to to kind I of. Wonder, I wonder if they do. I mean, I, it, it's very strange to say this, but I feel like even with all of that homophobia and everything else, that rap sticks to a pretty tight, um, 
uh, it's a pretty tight dictionary of words. And I don't know many times that in rap, men refer to other men as hoes. I feel like hoes in, in rap context almost always means women, it, but women that they don't necessarily, like women that they wouldn't give with. the time of, yeah. exactly. Luda's women, hoes in their different area codes. Exactly. Yeah. And, but like, I don't know that in a rap often or ever that I've heard that a man is referred to as a hoe. I totally agree, but maybe I, I, damn these hoes. I just think that the way that it's written, it might indicate that there's like a grouping, like I'm talking about these people that I was just referring to in the other line. Almost yeah. like the bullshit. Like, you know, he's like setting it up as it. And then he answers it with the bullshit. If that's, if that is what he's saying. Destructive and seductive again is one of those. Like, I just need a word that rhymes with destructive. Mm-hmm. It's going to be seductive, and Someone I'm going to cram all this word, all this in here. Um, also, when he says "fuck my enemies," it totally does not flow well. <laughs> He's like "fuck my enemies," like he was yeah. just like, I don't know another one syllable word that means mm. foes. Haters wasn't around yet. <laughs> yeah. I He's mean, got the yeah, I mean, word. haters would have worked. Listen, yeah. I, I have enough hatred for the lyrics alone than to try to sit here and deconstruct <laughs> the mechanics of the <laughs> song. Enough. I mean, it sucks all around, in my opinion. I mean, except for the fact that it came from Cashmere. Some say it's lunacy. Reluctantly, I've been moving on. I ignore you. Sorry if I bore you. It's so bad. Sorry if I bore you. It's like passive aggressive. I mean, Mark. So non rap. Seth, you're talking about like the opposite of the braggadocio. This is like, sorry if I bore you. That is just that's not It's like from Zappa's Valley Girl. I mean, that he's, line. He's <laughs> essentially he's one of the hoes at yeah. this point. I mean, he really is. These next lyrics are just absolutely terrible. I'm just going to kind of like bop through them. All right. Uh, I ignore you. Sorry if I bore you. I neglect you. Don't mean to disrespect you. That is so fucking Can't you see I love you dearly oh. and that sincerely? But you annoy me. You can't avoid me. I'm here to stay forever and ever and a day. Is he talking about the duality of his relationship with his wife? I mean, for God's sakes, or is he talking about one of these hoes that he wants to kill? I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, without much context on who he's talking about, that's one issue. But. Okay, and where, where do I even start with this? Yeah, okay. That that reminds and that sincerely is not a sentence that makes any kind of sense. It, you annoy me, you can't avoid me, I'm here to stay forever and a day, that's never, I can't let you go, I can't forget. It sounds like Archie Bunker yelling at Edith. It does. It sounds mm-hmm. like disjoint, it sounds like someone who wrote, they were like, you've got three to four syllables per line, writes, and you have to rhyme. And that's hard to do. I mean, like, the thing that I'll say is Mark Curry had a hard fucking job ahead of him to write something like this and not make it sound stupid, you know, it, where you're just doing these little jabs of, of lyrics. It's a hard job, but this yeah. is terribly done. Let's let's pull the magnifying glass on on this three. This, yes, this I would again, love to, please. because the can't you see I love you dearly and that sincerely doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't at all. Can't you see that I love you dearly and I mean that sincerely? I was going to say even sense. even mean that sincerely. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. switch out and and mean. It's one syllable. Yeah, but as it is, pay the me money makes no sense. Yeah, and that's a, I and and sorry if I okay. This this kind of if thing. We're, if we're talking about if he's talking about someone that we we think is like someone that fucked him over, all right. 
the song seems to be directly aimed at do we agree that this is aimed at someone that wronged him yeah he he clearly what, yeah. stated that at then the beginning why do you care if you bore them right <laughs> that that's it's seri- like you're it's written on three n- different days now all of a sudden now all of a sudden he's so apologetic now he's telling you i love you and that sincerely um forever in a day mark uh you know i sorry if i bore you i neglect you don't mean to disrespect you it, yes you do if you're neglecting yeah. someone you're meaning to disrespect them and why wouldn't you care about disrespecting someone who fucking turned their back on you like how why are all, you all of a sudden apologetic about all of this stuff this minor stuff in comparison to someone selling you up the river like it doesn't make any sense. It's it just, this That's, is where the whole song just, fall, I mean, the the other lyrics aren't good, but this is where everything just completely falls apart. This is I, our concern, dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't have, and that sincerely, but you annoy me. I didn't mean to dis, I don't mean to disrespect you. You annoy me. Mm-hmm. The, everything, like you said, with the bipolar thing, and I, and I don't know if that's supposed to just be, the only reason it could be seen as working is because he or he's, worked up to such a fever pitch it's like he clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's saying or doing right you annoy me you can't avoid me i'm here to stay forever and ever and a day that's never yes contradictory lines forever again and ever, what's never yeah forever and ever and a day is never is he thinking like it's a double negative thing like it's a no, math I think problem he's trying to drive home i'm the here fact forever that it's infinity. i'm here to stay mm-hmm. forever and that's never so you think never meaning infinity, Seth? Is what you're I thinking. think forever and a day, like it, like stressing the fact infinity and then some. Right, right, so okay. infinity but, and so beyond. Right. But He's people, Buzz so people would always do like, oh, I love you, infinity. I love you, infinity plus one. Mm-hmm. But then to go, that's never. I've, right. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my. Yeah. Like, if you ever said that to someone, they'd be like, "What the fuck? Are you t- so you don't love me ever?" Yeah, and it, it's like a breath line. It's like, that's never. So you can take like a breath in. To Once do again, the next showing part. the bipolarity of the song. He pulls away from Forever the day, microphone. That's so never. Can breathe in. Uh, where are we here? I can't, let, here? You go. I can't, I can't let you go. I can't forget it. Why you did it. I won't permit it. I won't acquit it. I want to fight you. And then maybe the crown jewel. I'll fucking bite you. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't send like your Godzilla. kids to D- Diddy Daycare. Maybe I, I, get I wonder if the bite you thing is a Godzilla. What if this whole song is from Godzilla's perspective? <sighs> See, I thought that, but I don't know that Godzilla has this level of intelligence to like. Maybe it's... when he dies and comes back, that's Mecha Godzilla. I don't think Mark Curry has this level of intelligence. Well, he, I he... think you're listening to a bunch of bullshit that he got to rhyme together. That's exactly what it is. I think this is, yeah. It's, you guys it's, are giving it... them way too much credit on that one. There's a lot way of too much. fill-in lines, and it, I think, yeah, it, it is evidence that maybe the song was written in a couple different sessions and with more of a vibe going than any kind of logical consistency. Yeah. <sighs> The uh, the oh. and that sincerely, it really reminds me of in one week when you guys were talking about the double just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just did just what I thought you were gonna do. <laughs> yeah, right. Where you have to get the syllable in there, you need right. a word to fill the syllable, so you right. throw that or just <laughs> in there again, and it's like, well, in 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 that case, in the bare naked ladies case, 
it makes logical sense at least. Right. You, you think about it, and you go, okay, that's kind of a clumsy way of saying it. You just did what just what I thought you were gonna. Yeah. Write. But this does not like this needed an editor to look at that and go, Mark, that's not a sentence. Like that's like uh, when uh, Squidward is blown on his trombone, you know, in the uh, Lil Yachty song or whatever. You remember that? <laughs> no. And it's, I know Squidward, Squidward played plays the clarinet, clarinet. Right. Generally speaking. Or no, it was uh, like Squidward on the violin or something like blowing oh, on his violin, and, yeah. and it's like you blow on you don't violin. blow you don't blow on a violin. There's an Aesop Rock mm-hmm. song where he does the same thing, and he says something about playing his trumpet like this, and it's a saxophone, and it always bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's on Labor Day's. I can't remember what song. We'll, we'll talk about it off mic. But um, uh, I can't let you go. I can't forget it. Why you did it, I won't permit it and won't acquit it. Mark, you're going over these words again, and it's fucking hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, I want to fight, fight you. I'll fucking bite you. Can't stand nobody like you. You can't run. You can't hide. No surprise. Radiohead reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what I was thinking. Close your eyes. Come with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me. Come with me. Now, I am looking. I, I've got to tell you guys. I am I'm looking at Genius.com. <laughs> and after these Come With Me's, <sighs> it says, Ahow. <laughs> now, <laughs> we did talk about how. Um, in Kashmir. In Kashmir. And in Led Zeppelin songs in general. I won't go too far down this, but. Robert Plant has a thing about doing a whammy bar voice, and yeah. And in this, um, Puff Daddy tries to do something like it. Makes an attempt. It does link to a video, but the video was taken down, unfortunately. I was hoping that it would it would lead to some kind of video that was maybe just <laughs> Puff Daddy trying to make this sound. Yeah, we were he talking, makes an attempt. We were talking a little bit beforehand about how this might be his attempt at a cro- maybe uh, as Godzilla trying to do the rubber plan part <laughs> because I'll uh, I'll I'll definitely put it in here. There you go. So you can hear it. <laughs> so you can hear it with nothing else around it. But it, what happens is a terrible thing. Uh, yeah, like this. Come on, come on. Like there was a good thing that was going to happen in this song. <laughs> yeah, turn me up, turn me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, we we see uh, the first verse again. Hear my cries, hear my calls. Lend me your ears, uh, friends. And, Romans, and then Godzilla's. in the background, you... <laughs> friends, Romans, radioactive lizards. <laughs> Lend me your ears, please. Uh huh. You ready now? Come on, check this out. <laughs> if you're not checking it out by now, you're probably a little bit late. We're in like the last little it's, part. It's it's really just. I mean, it's the same verse over again, isn't it? It yep. is. It's, yeah, it's the first verse, and then he even pulls, pulls in the third verse again. Do so. I have to put my ear to the no. musical cheese grater again? <laughs> um, I think we've covered the lines. Yeah, I'm gonna take you with me. I wanna, I wanna fight you. I'll fucking bite you. Can't stand nobody like you. It's like I hate you so much. I don't like people like you in general. I yeah, sorry if so I bore much, you. I'm gonna by use the way. a double negative. I hate you, and sorry if I bore you. Yeah, uh, and uh-huh. then uh, I'm gonna take you with. I'm gonna come with me. I'm going to take you with me. I'm here to stay forever, ever, and ever, and and day. That's and a day that's never come with me. Uh, So even the bad parts he repeated. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It seems like he especially liked the bad parts. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I looked at songmeanings.com. I'm going to give this song an F (laughs) minus. 
Yeah, you want to rate this question? Yeah, we're gonna rate it's this bad. song. Yeah, it's, it's horrific. I'll give bad. it. It's I'll give it a F plus because Diddy singing in the middle is so bad. It's like the room. That's the room section of the song where <laughs> it's entertaining to listen to. Oh, hi, Robert. Yeah, yeah. It's it's entertaining. It's not good, but it's at least entertaining. And then I think yeah, basically the song would be a lot better if it was like half as long. You know, the song would be a lot better if we were never have. <laughs> having to endure it in the first place. Sure. It's really it's bad. Like this is like minutes, one of though. the worst. It's like a six minute of, of all the songs that we've done. Like this is the one I want to hear the least, man. It is atrociously bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and uh, the only thing that I think that makes it novel is from the beginning, like I told you, is that there are, it does not follow your typical rap tropes. It, I mean, it, it does have them in there. The damn, these hoes, the pistol packing, I'll bite you. I mean, you don't hear that that often in rap songs. Right. But Trigger the self-effacing, the self-effacing part, the mm-hmm. bipolarity of it. Well, there's other songs that... But basically, the self-consciousness that's written about, you know, the fact that, that he doesn't, you know, he, he's always uh, at times second-guessing himself in the song, in times, you know, and in the old days, especially this song, what came out in 99? Was that right? 98. 98. Yeah, that that's that was like I said, antithetical to rap and hip hop at the time. You just didn't hear that. You hear it uh, occasionally. Let's see what what songs back then might have done it. Maybe uh, for to a certain degree, "Me Myself and I" by mm-hmm. uh, by uh, De La Soul. De La Soul. To I a mean, degree. yeah, De La Soul was very Skilo. Skilo. Yeah, he did. It, it was definitely in what was well, that? And a lot of that was a bit taller. Bismarcky. Well, too. and I mean, what should be pointed out is the songs that we're talking about. I think. I don't want to get into a philosophical discussion about the difference between hip hop and rap, but I mean, these are all people that did not take themselves too seriously and they weren't gangster like Bismarcky mm-hmm. and, you know, Ski-Lo. just a friend Skilo right. with, you know, I wish I was a little bit tall. Like these are, these are just kind of jo- Piff, Puff Daddy at no point really was like self effacing. Ha ha. There was nothing tongue in cheek about this song. Right. There was nothing, you know, where, when we talk, bring up, De La Soul, it was lighthearted. Bismarcky, of course, Skilo. It didn't really get dark into the reflective lyrics in hip-hop until much, much later. A much, much better example of these type of lyrics in a much, much better form is like, for instance, uh, either Doris or I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside by Earl Sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Well, I, don't, I, I, I disagree with you. I mean, I, Eminem did, did, says loads of, loads of self uh, defaming you things. You make a good point. I and I mean, and that, yeah. and even again, I mean, to an extent, when using it as a means of saying, um, "I've had enough," like the beginning of um, the beginning of what's the uh, notorious B.I.G. song? This is for all the people that said that I would never amount to nothing. That's on Ready da, to da, Die. Da, da, da. No, that it was well, all that's a on Dream. Yeah, I used to read yeah. Magazine. Um, that's that's on Ready to Die, isn't it? Hi- not hypnotize. Um, Oh. I think so. Uh, oh, we gotta look it up. I think that's all right. I'm like ninety percent sure. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe no, you're right. You're right. Right. When I was dead broke, right. man, I never pictured this. Right. Yes. I mean, it's a lot of him talking mm-hmm. about how growing he, up poor. He grew up poor. He had no money. You yeah. know, he's eating sardines for but dinner. People told him he wouldn't be anything. But he's saying that stuff mm-hmm. as a jump-off point to say, like, look at where I am now, which right. seems like what Puff Daddy's doing here. He's 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 being self-effacing in that he's saying like but now you're gonna feel my wrath and to to get here i had to get fucked over and you know 
look, I fucked up and stuff was tough, you know. Um, and I think I think that what you're describing, the stuff was tough and to get here is much, much more the biggie. In this song, Puff Daddy, via, you know, the lyrics of Mark Curry, sounds like a big, pissed off, angry, selfish baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know. I, I wonder if any of this. With the, I'll bite you shit. Yeah. I mean, ah, damn, that sounds so ridiculous. I, I wonder yeah, if, another thing real quick. I mean, like, Jay-Z in Song Cry, I mean, like. Uh, he he talks a bunch about how he fucked up um, and how things are like. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find the exact line. Uh, on repeat, the CD of Bigs, me and my bitch, watching Bonnie and Clyde pretending to be that shit. Uh, you know, he's talking about how like he says, uh, "You helped me get the keys to that V.6. We was so happy, poor, but when we got rich, that's when our signals got crossed and we got flipped." And he's talking about, I don't know what made me leave that shit. Made me speed that quick. Let me see. That's it. It was the cheese. Help them bitches get amnesia quick. I used to cut up their buddies. Now they're saying they love me. You used to tell their uh, tell their friends that I was ugly and wouldn't touch me. Then I showed up in that dubbed out buggy saying like people used to call me ugly and say that I was shit. And then I got money. And now all of a sudden everyone. I mean, it's basically the same fucking lyrics. It's like I did, well, in that sense, I disagree. You're only hearing two times where you're hearing even a, a modicum of low self-esteem. In well, this one, there's tons of it. I wonder. I wonder if that is coming off of the energy in 1998, off of like angry guy new metal. You know, I mean, you got to think yeah. the way that he's stomping around the stage. <laughs> it's a rap rock collaboration. Yeah. They're like yeah. Rage, Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Limp Bizkit. These are all popular bands doing the rap rock thing. And Song Cry is not a rap rock song. Well, that's true. And and yeah. if you the the lyrics that you just that you just said. Are so the flow and the density of the lyrics is so different than what's here. I wonder if that's and, and you're overlooking one very important thing. They're good. Well, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking mostly about <laughs> the the lack of self. You know, of of like talking down on yourself and rap, and that right. it has existed. Yeah, it has that's existed. You're right. But, I, I there were things that I overlooked. There's no doubt about that. I think that though, when you really, really like a song that is top to bottom psychologically, you know, like it's, it's like digging into your psyche. It's almost like a therapy style record on yourself, which at times this kind of sounds like, yeah. you know, come with me kind of sounds like there's not a lot of them. A lot of what you've, you know, described is I was down, but now I'm up. People used to make fun of me, but now I'm up. A lot of this is, you know, you talk shit about me, you know, blah, blah, blah. It sounds, he sounds like an angry It's sort kid. of like that episode of Frasier where he like diagnoses himself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that? <laughs> I We've talked about Frazier on No Nonsense a couple times, but oh, yeah. he's like talking to I think Niles Cafe or maybe somebody Nervoso else recently, and and he's yeah. just like he's just like talking, and then he's like you know kind of going back and forth with himself and basically diagnoses himself. This song is kind of like that. It's like a self diagnosis where yeah, he's like it is. having a therapy session with himself, just written by an eight year old. If I really want to stress this, go out and listen to those Earl Sweatshirt records. Oh yeah, absolutely. if you want to hear somebody all rap things about future. their feelings. It is odd, and I'm not just saying that because it's odd future related. It is really trigger strange. warning. They talk a lot about sexual oh, yeah, a deviancy lot of, in the early stuff, so be careful there. Misogyny and, and homophobia and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, which ended up kind of going straight, but uh, yeah. But, um, real quick, I just want to read a couple of these because I think they're hilarious. Songmeetings.net is always a treasure trove for people that try to pin down what they think lyrics mean. Uh, this is uh, Minx19. For me, this song lyric isn't about P. Diddy's frustration with his ex-misses. If you watch the video of it, you can <laughs> see it's about Godzilla and a theme tune from the film Godzilla. 
P. Diddy gets you killed right. yeah. when the monster crashes a helicopter into the building he resides. We see him die, then come back to take Godzilla with him, hence come with me. <laughs> On another level, it's about street war, possibly gang war, and disloyalty, and loss of trust in his friend, who joins rival gang to kill him off, i.e., you want to end me. Jimmy Page plays on it, as do a full orchestra. The entire song is a mini movie. I liked it. Wow. So uh, the idea of... I'll argue um, with that. Yeah. I, no, I'll argue with it. I didn't like it. I didn't um, like it at all. Also, April Bird comments, well, whatever your stance on the politics, the lyrics in this song are actually very underrated. All the time Stands I heard the this politics. song, right? All the, all the time I heard this song in the past, I thought he was just freestyling a load of old bilge to a great riff. <laughs> but actually, if you take the time what? to figure out what they mean, they're really good. Mm. It's about a betrayal with his girlfriend, so he takes her to a place that they first met, kills her, then puts a bullet in his own head. Now listen to the song with that in mind, player <laughs> hater. <laughs> Player oh, hater. Player hater. Oh my oh, god! Yeah. As soon as I read that, I was like, yeah. "Oh my Christ!" Yeah. Well, Puffy didn't exactly steal the Zep riff since Paige was featured in the song, but still, it doesn't come close to Cashmere. It's a bunch of people saying that they love Cashmere, and one person calls them a "see you next Tuesday" for using it. Um, <laughs> that's a bit much. Well, yeah, that's that. I fully expected that to happen. Yeah. Blame the label. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jimmy any... Page. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Page. Uh, I I wonder what Robert Plant thinks of this song. I wonder what John Paul Jones thinks of the song. I wonder what they John Bonham asked. would have thought of the song. Oh, he would have hated. It. He would have absolutely despised. I mean, he hated later he Led Zeppelin stuff. Yeah. So I mean, like this, Anything he like would have after been like, Coda. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was absolutely guys. Angry this about. song, and I'm not joking. Like it that this song is like audit audio. Diarrhea, explosive yeah. diarrhea, and it has given me that. At the end of the day, even if the song did make sense, which I don't think it does, I'm not joking. Oh, I'm not. That's not a joke. Okay, he's got to go. It's, I gotta go. Seth is Seth is squeezing. <laughs> I gotta go. Go do your thing, man. Okay, sorry. we're gonna have to end this episode without Seth. Is well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Seth is Seth is he's jogging bolted. to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, he did have a smoothie <laughs> before he started. Um, do you have any final thoughts? No, I just, uh, yeah, I think the song is very confusing, and I think it came during, it, it basically was made during the only time it could have been made, which mm -hmm. was during that early new metal, experimental, let's just see rap and rock together, you know. Um, and it, it's on the same soundtrack. I think uh, Rage Against the Machine is also on the Godzilla soundtrack. So I think that might have been a thought, too, is like we've got a couple different rap rock things going. And... It's very the, the lyrics are very emotional and I think he was pulling more from like the rock side. He was like thinking you know or Mark Curry was thinking like let's get like some aggression, you know, some rock, hard rock aggression and 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 feelings and stuff like that and very high emotion and let's see what happens. And what they came up with was not good. Yeah, it's just very bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I mean, I guess they did the best what they could with lines that were just like da 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 da. Maybe and the worst thing Tom Morello has ever done. Seth just took the quickest shit of all time. No, no, no. It was an empty gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> God bless. I, fart. I didn't want to fart in front of you guys. I'm so sorry. It's all yeah. good. Just, just like, come with me. Come with me, guys. It was an empty gun. <laughs> it was... Shit with me. Um, any final thoughts, Seth? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's close the door. Oh, we already possibly, have. Possibly, <laughs> let's, let's slam the butt cheeks shut on this song. 
because uh, th- this is this is probably this. I think this is one of the most fun for us to do. Thank you, Lee. But I would say one this song, of the worst songs yeah. that we have done by far. I, I would say like this it. song is the audio version of thinking you have to take a shit and farting. That is pretty much what it <laughs> because is. Because you That's... hear Puff Daddy, you hear Cashmere. It's like this could really work. Cashmere is yep. a great song, and then it's just absolutely it's... atrocious. Yeah, and it never really develops. It's just a fart. Yeah, that exactly. doesn't. Nothing comes at the it. end of the day. Yeah, paid a dime and only farted. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Lee? Just the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. You can find it wherever fine podcasts are distributed. And again, it's a podcast that Mark and I host. We ask each other our favorite trivia questions of the week. Talk about, you know, uh, the different teams that came in. We rate questions. And Seth is a guest on it very frequently. Yeah, um, it is my be... favorite podcast to do. I love the No oh, No. Oh, thank you, Seth. I listen to the No No. I, I, I enjoy the No No on a weekly basis. It's my Monday morning routine. It's my first... It's my first, I think it's, it's my first. Your last and your closet. everything. It is. It's my alpha and omega. <laughs> you are my everything. That's beautiful. All that the okay, go ahead. Okay. And then if uh, anybody wants to check out my nerdy artwork, they can check out brushnida.com, B-R-E-S-H-N-Y-D-A.com. Yes. And you can find me on social media. Loads of good stuff. Well. I've met so many people that don't know you that have had your art in their, yeah. in their places. And I'm like, oh, that's one of my best friends. And they're like. Oh shit! Are you serious? I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, so very it's very a, cool. It's a nice, humbling feeling. I have a Brett Schneider in my house. Ooh. It's right next to my Messerschmitt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. And uh, next week uh, we have a humdinger for you. This is one that I heard at work, and I'm making. I'm Hold making. On, before a... we go any further, okay. I'm going to let you end this one. Um, but I, I do want to say, usually that, end them. So. I mean. Thank you, Seth. I think you meant like in a moment. No, I don't. Yeah, no, 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 no. I do want to say uh, that Lee, uh, you are our first guest, and I'm very glad of that. And it has been fun, and everything that I dreamed it would be. Uh, later, and I, you and I, we were rec- recording this tonight. We'll be holding hands in the moonlight out to my truck. Mm. Um, nice. I am excited also about future guests. Yes, I, I really, really am. We got some people that are coming up that are going to be a blast. That are going to be a, a lot of fun. Listen for them in the future. And Mark? Yes. Our next song is going to be Wang Chung, Dance Hall Days. Oh! Uh, this is, uh, this song, it was a shocker. This song was... A total shocker. Yeah, my Neo, um, my Neo heart. Um, I had never listened to the song. Uh, I was did... up. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I would. I was, like, I was like, "Does he say dance on dance? What is he saying?" So I looked at the lyrics and I was like, "Seth, Seth, 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 yeah. Seth, Seth Wang Chung dance hall yeah. days." And he was like, "Oh my god, we need to do this soon." I was it's, like, "Oh yeah, it's probably the next. It, it is definitely the next one in the in the pipe." I uh, I, I don't know. This is another one where um, it, I think it came out in '84. I think okay. it was '84 or '85. But I was there. I was alive and aware. For the advent of MTV at its very, very beginnings. And this song had a video that they played on regular rotation at about the, around Panama time. Okay. And it, I have heard this song, seen the video a million times, know every, you know, know, had heard it my whole life. And when Mark said, Did you pay attention? Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, until next week, make sure you go, <laughs> make sure you go out and listen to Wang Chung Dance All Days and uh, bask in the glory that is. And uh, we will be back next week.
idea wandered off. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>